Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Story time. I always thought... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I had seen it all. As a ranger at the National Park... I had patrolled some of the most remote and secluded areas of the wilderness. But nothing could have prepared me for what I stumbled upon one evening. It was just another routine patrol, or so I thought. The sun had already set, and the thick trees surrounding me cast long shadows on the ground. I was making my way through a dense section of the park when I noticed something strange. There, in the middle of the woods, was a staircase. It wasn't like any staircase I had ever seen before. It was old, made of stone, and looked like it had been there for centuries. But what was even stranger was that it seemed to lead nowhere. It just went up and ended abruptly in mid-air. Curiosity got the better of me, and I decided to climb the stairs. As I reached the top, I felt a strange sensation, like the ground beneath me was shifting. When I looked around, I realized I was no longer in the same place. The woods looked different, 
and I couldn't recognize any of the trees or landmarks around me. It was then that I saw an abandoned cabin in the distance. It looked like it had been left untouched for years, and there was an eerie silence that surrounded it. I approached the cabin slowly, trying to be as quiet as possible. As I peered through the window, I saw something that made my blood run cold. Inside the cabin, there were various scientific instruments and research papers scattered around. But what caught my eye was a cage in the corner of the room. It was empty, but it looked like it had been used to contain something large and dangerous. As I continued to explore the cabin, I found more evidence of some kind of cryptid. There were photographs of strange creatures that could shapeshift and blend in with their surroundings. It was unlike anything I had ever seen or heard of before. Suddenly, I heard a sound coming from outside. It was a low growl, and it sounded like it was getting closer. I quickly realized that I had to get out of there. But as I turned to leave, I found that the cabin had disappeared, and I was lost in the woods. I tried to retrace my steps, but everything looked different, and I couldn't find my way back. As the hours turned into days, and the days turned into weeks, I began to lose hope. I was alone, lost, and afraid. The cryptid that had been studied in the cabin was nowhere to be seen, but I knew that it was out there, somewhere. As the weeks turned into months, I began to lose my mind. I could hear strange noises and see things that I couldn't explain. I knew that the cryptid was toying with me, and that it was only a matter of time before it made its move. So this is a story my dad recently told me about my grandpa, his dad, and my great-grandpa. My grandpa grew up in very rural southern Indiana but moved to very rural southern Illinois in his youth, so this takes place in Illinois. One night, grandpa and his dad were hanging out at his uncle's who lived a couple of miles away. Keep in mind this is the 40s out in the country, so all roads are just dirt basically. Anyway it was pretty late so they decided to head home, and hopped into their old car, going probably about 15 miles per hour through these woods roads. At some point, as they're just driving and talking, they pass something along the edge of the road, standing upright. They both hunted and were very familiar with any animals or other local people that may be around. Neither one of them really said anything for a minute, and then they both looked at each other and said what the hell was that. My grandpa asked his dad do you want to turn around? And he said nope. And they kept driving. My grandpa said it resembled a big owl or small person just standing in the ditch. I was on a camping trip with my 6th grade class. The teacher, Steve Campbell brought a group from our class up to the Williamson River for a trip to reward the students who had few or no disciplinary problems for the year. We drove up Highway 97, and about 1-2 to two miles past the Collier State Park, we turned onto a dirt road. We continued down it for a while, stopped, and parked the trucks. We hiked up a trail with our backpacks for about one-half miles. We came to the camp spot, across the Williamson from a large rock face jutting from the hillside. We set up our tents about 100 to 200 yards away from the river. Myself, and two other guys were in one tent, and the girls in the other. We were about asleep, and contemplating scaring the girls, when we noticed all of the bugs, and animals around went dead silent, followed by a terrible stench, like rotting flesh. Then came the breaking branches, footsteps, and grunts. I looked out the door of the tent to see if it was the girls harassing us. Flashlight pointed out, I looked, and to my horror, I saw three tall, dark figures, with glowing yellow eyes. They were about nine feet tall, hairy, and hideous. I love gorillas, and I can tell you for a fact, that it was no gorilla. They looked human in the face, and in posture. When I looked into their eyes, I felt like death had come for me. I couldn't move, and I was cold all over. I dove back into the tent, and we heard them howl. It sounded like a mixture of a wolf crying, and a woman screaming. A few minutes later, we heard, and felt something hit the tent, as if they had thrown a tree branch at it. 
When we got up, the branches on trees around us were snapped, and there were branches littered around our campsite. Since then, I have completely avoided the Williamson River area. I do plan to go back, however, to try to capture them on film, sound recording, and hopefully find more evidence to support what I know I saw. When I was a young man I often used to go out in the mountains over there, pointing out of the window in their direction, to fish for trout, or to hunt. And it was in January on a cold, dry day while carrying my gun that I and a friend with me. As we were walking around Ben Bulbin, saw one of the gentry for the first time. I knew who it was, for I had heard the gentry described ever since I could remember. And this one was dressed in blue with a headdress adorned with what seemed to be frills. When he came up to us, he said to me in a sweet and silvery voice, the seldomer you come to this mountain the better. A young lady here wants to take you away. Then he told us not to fire off our guns, because the gentry disliked being disturbed by the noise. And he seemed to be like a soldier of the gentry on guard. As we were leaving the mountains, he told us not to look back, and we didn't. Another time I was alone trout fishing in nearly the same region when I heard a voice say, it is barefooted and fishing. Then there came a whistle like music and a noise like the beating of a drum, and soon one of the gentry came and talked with me for half an hour. He said, your mother will die in 11 months, and do not let her die unanointed. And she did die within 11 months. As he was going away he warned me, you must be in the house before sunset. Do not delay, they can do nothing to you until I get back in the castle. As I found out afterwards, he was going to take me, but hesitated because he did not want to leave my mother alone. After these warnings I was always afraid to go to the mountains, but lately I have been told I could go if I took a friend with me. I used to live in the middle of nowhere. I would go on walks with my newborn to calm him down, day or night. We had a mile-long private road that ran along a national forest. There are very few, if any, dangerous type animals so I felt relatively safe taking these walks. One night my baby was very fussy and so he was whining quite a bit as fussy babies do. I put on my baby carrier, strapped him in and off we went. This carrier allowed me to be hands-free on our walks and he laid against my chest so he was comfortable and could still look around a bit. We were walking along in the dark with the flashlight off as the moon was bright when I heard noises in the woods. I soon realized we were being stalked though the only animals that might behave that way in that area would be coyotes and it's extremely rare they would attack an adult. I started talking loudly, nothing important, just describing things around me in a tone that was loud but wouldn't scare my baby. I heard them shifting in the woods as I walked along so I turned my flashlight to the woods and sure enough I saw a set of eyes glowing back at me. I can only assume they thought to see if they could get my baby. They must have recognized his noises as a much smaller creature they could take advantage of. We finished the walk without incident though they continued to stalk us for quite a ways. I've run across coyotes many times and they've not always shown fear but they've never followed me like that before or since. There wasn't much I could do either. If I ran they might have attacked and I'm not sure how many there were and I was already on the way back so continuing to walk while making my own loud noise seemed the thing to do. I often wonder how long they were there before I noticed, I think that's the most creepy thing about it for me. I took a gun each time after that, but I never saw or heard anything again. Went to college in South Georgia and possibly the creepiest thing I came across was twofold. Some friends and I went camping in the woods a few miles outside of town and used a game trail we found to get to a decent clearing. On the way we found what looked like an after prom night party. Two broken couches, empty bottles, and some used condoms. That wasn't super weird until we found what looked to be a few dozen empty shell casings and holes in said couch. Fast forward 8 hours and a good 20 minutes drive to another area and we are settling in for the night eating some soup and cornbread. 
That's when we hear what sounded like a mix between a dog growling and a bobcat growl. We looked out into the trees and saw nothing for a solid minute. So we figure it was nothing and go back to eating. Until an hour later when we hear it again only closer and when we start looking into the dark my buddy pointed to a pair of green eyes staring right at us. Couldn't make out the shape other than it had to be on four legs. It stared at us for a bit and then turned and moved away without a sound. We didn't want to trek the three miles back to the truck so we stuck it out and hoped for the best. Lived out on 80 acres of land in southern Colorado for a good part of my teenagehood. Parents owned the land, however didn't do much with it as it was pretty much a desert. Flat dirt as far as you can see with the occasional big bush standing only about 4 to 5 feet off the ground at the highest. Totally barren. At one end of the land was a giant cliff, about 80 feet tall, that led down to a creek. That was the only interesting part about the land, so I would often go down there with my little brother and throw rocks, play in the water, shit like that. Well one day him and I are fooling around by the creek when we notice it started getting dark. We kinda freaked out because the only way back to my parents house was either up the cliff, a very steep and pretty dangerous climb for the daytime, let alone the night. Or to walk all the way around the property line to the road and follow it up. About an hour and a half walk with a 10 year old. We choose option B as the sun is setting and make our way around toward the road. By the time we get to our property gate at the beginning of my parents' driveway, a mile-long dirt road, it is already pitch black out, all we had was the little light the moon gave us. I'm not really afraid of the dark and I have never been one to believe in all those ghost stories or anything like that, and my brother was too invested in the Milky Way and telling me facts about different stars that I really wasn't thinking anything was gonna happen. Well we get to the top of the road where we can see our parents' house, and out of nowhere, the loudest, ear-piercing scream comes from somewhere right behind us. It was so loud and shrill that me and my brother dropped to the ground and covered our ears. I spun around but didn't see anything, and the air felt different, almost as if something was watching us. I frantically stood up and did a 360 turn, but all I saw was dirt and small shrubs. I grabbed my brother by the hood of his jacket and pulled him forward as I began bolting to our shed, all while feeling like something was behind us that entire time. My brother was crying and hid in the far corner of the shed as I tried to logically convince myself that it was a coyote, or maybe one of the neighbor's cows. After about 30 seconds I decided to open the shed door and peek out, and right on the horizon of where me and him were just standing on top of the driveway, was this tall creature? I couldn't see much of anything except for a silhouette because of how dark it was, but it had to have been standing at least 8 feet tall, and had a very very long arms that seemed to touch the ground despite it appearing to be in an upward position. I couldn't register much else because it turned and bolted down back toward the beginning of the road. I slammed the shed door shut again and me and my brother ended up hiding out in there all night told my parents and they wrote it off as our imagination and a trick of the dark, and nothing like that has ever happened before that or up until the time when I moved away. I have no idea what it was. Maybe I was just seeing something, maybe me and my brother were just tired and misheard an animal noise. But what I do know is that it scared the ever-living shit out of me and I was always home way before dark since then. Although I no longer live here, mostly because of what happened, this experience has always stuck with me, and the near thought of it leads me to many sleepless nights. Not the scariest thing, but strikes me as out of the ordinary. I used to live in pretty much the middle of nowhere, in the corner of Wyoming, about two miles away from a town with a couple hundred people inhabiting it. My father had always been a very hard-working, self-disciplined man. And so, he wanted me to be like him, and he would always send me out to perform chores around our somewhat industrialized cabin. Nearby, within viewing distance, there was a poorly maintained walking trail near a river. We never really saw anyone walking it, and we weren't sure how it wasn't completely overgrown. This particular night, 
my father sent me out to water the garden, which was conveniently placed pretty far away from the house, just across the trail. And so I had left the house with the water. I am a pretty tough guy when facing animals other people, and real life scares, but paranormal things have always shook me to my core. As I am traversing the lightly bushed plains, I spot a small, flickering light in the distance. At first I brush it off, but I soon realize that the light was moving closer to me, and it seemed to be going along the trail. I had never once seen anything other than the occasional squirrel travel that trail, but here the light came. I decided to crouch down behind a bush, because around the area, most people weren't very friendly, and usually had very little social interaction. The first sense was sight, seeing the light, then I began to hear thudding, coming from the same direction. The thud became a gallop and I immediately knew it was a horse. The place where I was may have been old-timey but people didn't usually ride horses. As I am crouched in the bushes, only about age 12, I am scared to death. This is around 2 in the morning, and nobody should be out, and nobody is ever really out in general around here. As the horse approached, it finally turned the bend, and I see a somewhat small, pretty young girl riding the horse. She was wearing an 1800s-style faded green dress, a hat, and holding a torch. She was riding pretty fast, and had been looking back every couple seconds and screaming father, but since I knew it was a young lady, I decided to step out of the bushes and say hello. Are you alright? I said. She sped up even more. The horse seemed out of control, and she just sped past, and she was gone as soon as she came, the torch light faded out of sight, and I continued my journey to water the garden, hearing her screams for her father slowly get more quiet, and fade into the darkness of the Wyoming forests. For some reason, little me didn't find it odd that a young girl was riding a horse alone in the pitch darkness of a Wyoming forest with an 1800s-style dress and a torch at 2 in the morning in an area with pretty much no people. I was a dim child. When I arrived home, my dad was fast asleep, and so I decided to wait until the morning to tell him. When the morning arrived, I told him about the girl, and he said the exact same thing happened to him less than a decade ago. The same girl, same clothes, same torch, same horse, screaming father. What my dad said sent a shiver down my spine, and I will always remember the strange girl, probably a ghost, riding past me in the middle of nowhere. Never heard of it again, but my childhood friend who was in the area did say that he remembers some sort of legend with something to do with a girl and a horse, but other than that, I have no idea what happened. Maybe I'll never know. I'm not sure what to call this thing. All I know is that it is nowhere near human, if I remember correctly my first encounter with it was when I was around 10 or 12. I'm turning 20 in 4 days. It's all fuzzy. What I do remember is that at the time I was we were 1 in the state of California and 2 playing hide and seek outside with a few of my friends for privacy's sake we will just call them Ray and Finn. It was already pretty late I'd say about 6.47 PM. It was in the autumn so sun was practically gone by this time. It was Ray's turn to seek me and Finn decided to run off together since we both didn't really like the dark all that much. A phones with lights were still pretty expensive so none of us had one. Only thing we had was one of those old shake lights that you have to shake to charge. Anyways it had been about 10 minutes since the round started. Ray got close but never close enough to find us. It was funny for a bit until me and Finn heard it. It sounded like a low growl. Like a wolf but just deeper and more messed up kinda like it was sorta underwater. I remember when we heard it. We both yelled and ran out running to Ray. Ray, oh there you guys. Why do you guys look scared? At the moment, me and Finn were pretty scared and shaken up and we just wanted to get out of there. We kinda looked at each other in silence then grabbed Ray by the shoulder and guided him out. Not daring to look back. And honestly the only reason I didn't look back was because I swore I could hear it following us. We barely got any sleep that night especially when the house was old. And just wouldn't stop making those creepy sounds you always hear at the worst times possible. <laughs>
I believe it was around 6.33 am when I decided to try to get sleep I went to wash my face off in the bathroom. I shit you not while washing my face I saw it behind me. The only details I could get in that moment before I freaked out is that it had blood red eyes and its body was like pure black. At that point I knew damn well that I wasn't going to be able to sleep so I turned on the TV and just watched some cartoons for the rest of the day. Trying to keep whatever I saw out of my head. Fast forward a week and we kinda have forgotten it. Already out in the forest playing the game once more, this time we were out till 7 or 7.25 pm. It was around that time, I just held the shake light close making sure to keep it charged as I wandered around looking for Ray and Finn. But instead of finding them, I found it instead whatever the F it was, because of how dark it was and its black body I could barely make out any features. Didn't help that it was looming over a dead deer eating at the carcass. It didn't even care that it ate the bones as well. What I could make out with the light and because of the blood was that it had a reptilian-like jaw. Not like a snake or a lizard honestly it was more like what you see on a dragon yet. Its teeth and the amount it had were just uncanny. I was frozen with fear for a bit but when it realized I was there I dropped the light and ran for my damn life yelling for Ray and Finn to get out as well. I thought it was following me but it was just Ray and Finn catching up to me. As we all ran inside they tried to ask me what the F happened but I honestly was too scared to even talk. Just hugging them both glad that they made it out and away from that. Thing. I didn't get much sleep that night as well. Honestly I'm surprised I got any sleep but now. I regret even laying down that night since when I woke up, I was in a paralysis like state unable to move and struggling to breath. Whatever I saw in the forest was right at the foot of my bed, crouching down just to fit into my room so it had to be at least 8 feet if not taller. The morning light kinda revealed that I was correct about the dragon-like face. Well dragon mixed with a bit of wolf. I could kinda hear something dripping as it slowly inched up onto the bed. I was scared shitless. And completely immobile. It got right above my face. Its mouth slightly open like it was going to eat me. It just sat there like that for an eternity, but suddenly it lunged and I finally broke free and yelled. After a second of just screaming I realized I was still alive and that my mother had come to check up on me. Seeing how scared I was she ran over to make sure I was okay. All I could do was sit there shaking out of terror and the only thing that anything had happened was a huge print on my bed sheets. It was kinda black like ink but was quickly disappearing. From that day on it just kept getting worse, I had horrific night terrors, constantly had sleep paralysis where I would see him take many forms. Fast forward a half of a year we hit our breaking point. Me. Ray and Finn are having a sleepover at my house just playing Minecraft since it was still new and we loved building games. It was around 4.54pm and dinner had just gotten done when we heard it. A loud thud on the roof that slowly became scratching as low demonic like growls follow the scratching. At this point my dad has had enough and grabbed two guns asking Finn to follow since he was the oldest out of us three. 15 at the time almost 16. They went outside to see what the hell it was themselves and to see if they could kill it once for all. It kinda started to rain a bit when they went outside and me and Ray were not allowed near the door. Since my dad didn't want it to be able to lung down and take us. But as a minute turned into almost 20 minutes, slowly hearing them get louder and louder practically yelling at whatever it was. I was about to open the door when Ray pulled me away and I heard two gunshots. Then three more as my dad is yelling slash screaming. After a moment he ran inside slamming the door close and locking it just breathing heavily. Finn was nowhere to be seen and we kinda just thought of the worst since dad did kinda have a bit of blood on him. His leg was sorta broken as well the bone was showing. Almost made me puke on the spot. Dad is kinda fine now since he had an implant but for Finn we were right to think the worst. Because I recently learned that yes Finn indeed died that day. They have yet to find his body and dad just has not been the same. The next day I had to say bye to Ray since dad just couldn't handle being in that house anymore and we moved all the way to Washington as soon as we could. We have been here since but I think it followed us. 
On my late night walks I can sometimes hear something following me and my dad just doesn't want me to talk about it. The only details I have gathered from my dad about the creature is that it's 9 feet tall. Has dragon-like wings, wolf-slash-dragon-like head. Its body was dripping like ink-slash-tar and it had spikes down its back. It's hard to talk to dad about any other details because he's just gone down a road of drinking but honestly I think it's back and I'm scared. I don't want anyone to die again and I don't want to move once more. And I get that I didn't really see it myself but it still scars me and I still have sleep paralysis. And nightmares about it. I was at my friend's house, who lived in a pretty rural area. It wasn't miles between houses or anything, but there was a lot of forest and land behind all the houses, and a good size of distance between houses. The closest house to his was across the street, his other neighbors were a good distance away, along a windy road. We would go through the woods frequently, exploring and just having fun. One day we were out for a few hours and it was starting to get dark. We had hit up a bunch of places neither he or I had been to, and at that point it was time to head home. Unfortunately, the path we took got us into some more unfamiliar territory. We were walking down what had once been an old river or stream, that was tried up, and a giant tree fell on to slash across it. We made our way around the tree and started to climb up when we heard gunshots. We chalked it up to someone hunting in the distance, because it was definitely not close, but we started to hustle to get up the bank. It was getting much darker by this point, and we were tired. Then we heard more gunshots, and this time they were closer. Then dogs barking. I think those were scarier than the gunshots, honestly, especially since those were definitely getting closer, and quickly. We started to book it as fast as we could, through this unfamiliar area, listening to dogs catching up to us. I don't think the shots were going off anymore, thankfully, but we were not extremely far from the pursuing pups. Thankfully we got to the road. It was dark, and getting darker by the moment. We stopped run and just hiked up the road towards his house. It probably took us 10 minutes to get home. It was obviously his neighbor, since we ended up on their property but it was still creepy that someone was shooting at and sending their dogs after us. Okay so I live next to an abandoned asylum. I see things moving and floating that's normal for me but the creepiest thing I've is. While sighting drawing under a tree middle of nowhere I saw a small child that wouldn't have been weird. Until she didn't have anyone with her. She wandered past me and seemingly disappeared after a while. When I was traveling back to down. I saw a lady with a wide smile on the side of the road. I drove for 50 kilometers and see the same lady with the same wide smile again, I thought she might have hitchhiked and reached there. I traveled another 20 kilometers and saw the same lady, same dress and same wide smile, I felt something was not right, I didn't show my fear and smiled back at her. Saw her again couple more times and she disappeared. Really don't know how she managed to do that for such long distances, I guess it'll always be a mystery. Me and my sisters used to live in Georgia. There was a trail in our neighborhood that the power company used to maintain their lines and me and my sisters used to walk through there. One night we saw a dead deer and then got grossed out and turned back. I glanced back cause I thought I felt like someone was watching me and I saw a black figure looking like it was wearing a cloak and carrying an orange light leaning over the dead deer. I screamed which caused my sisters to look too and then we all started running, and the whole way home we heard creepy stuff in the woods and saw the orange light. Our parents didn't believe us when we got home lol. While going out early to hunt deer with my little brother, we started hiking up the East Ridge Trail about an hour or so before sunrise. I took the lead and had a rifle and very dim flashlight. It was very underpowered, I could only see a few feet ahead on the trail. Since we were just going to walk in on the trail, 
I figured it was good enough to find our way. A mile or so into our hike we could hear something walking through the brush very loudly to our left. Which is the uphill side of the trail. There were dry leaves on the ground, so it was definitely very loud and a distinct sound of footsteps, like a man walking through brush. We stopped and listened. Of course the light wouldn't light it up, so it was in the shadows, but close enough that if I had a modern headlamp sold today, I could have seen it easily. Anyway, when we stopped, so did it. We started moving again. I could clearly hear it because the trail was extremely dry and our footsteps were quiet compared to the brush. It eventually walked in front of us and came down to the trail. Again, we stopped and crouched to listen. I aimed my gun that direction in case it charged. Then it went to our right very slowly, which was below us and stopped. My brother was scared and I tried to calm him by telling him it was a deer. But I knew better. No deer walks like that and stays that close. We started walking again, paying attention to the low side of the hill. We moved slowly and again, this thing started walking again this time it periled us on the low side. Again we stopped and it stopped. When we moved, it started moving again, and came back up to the trail. Very freaky for sure. We stopped again, and turned around, and it did not move. Then we started walking again. Away from it obviously and it headed up the hill behind us. We walked a little faster and it started to walk above us in the brush parallel to us again until it passed us. In other words, it circled us. Eventually it was up the hill in front of us and came back down to the trail. Again, we crouched and listened carefully. It stopped again, but I could hear its feet on the trail. For a moment I thought it was coming toward us so I decided to yell out I have a gun, if you are another hunter and you are walking toward us, let us know you are there or you are going to get shot, I'm warning you. I could hear it walking down the trail slowly toward us, and then it stopped, turned downhill again quickly and walked again, very loudly down the hill until we couldn't hear it anymore. We started walking again very quickly now and got out of that area toward where we wanted to hunt until the light of day. On the way back in broad daylight, we searched for tracks, but it was so dry and warm, that the ground was rock hard. I just don't think it was on four legs. The sound was just too bipedal as if a man was hiking quickly with intention through the brush. The sound was swoosh, swoosh. Typically deer either hop, or step carefully. I've never heard a cougar, but I would think the sound of its footsteps would have been less singular in sound. Plus. It was very heavy-footed. I'm not saying it was Bigfoot, I just don't know. Unless another man, with the ability to see in the dark was messing with us, I just don't know what else it could have been. Me and my wife live in a mid-sized city in a fairly populated area in Pennsylvania just off a very busy main road. This happened around June or July of 2022. We mostly live around older people and college students, and rent is very cheap as it's not the nicest neighborhood. My wife's job is a five-minute walk from our apartment and she was getting home very late that night, around 1.30 am. She came in looking scared to death and eventually told me she saw the following. She said there was a small humanoid running out from between ours and our neighbor's house. It was dressed like and had the proportions of an approximately four-year-old child, and wore a stripped shirt and pants. She said he stopped, appeared to be a boy, and looked in her direction briefly, before running off between another house. The child appeared to have a potato sack or burlap sack over his head, it was possibly drawn on. She is a major vibes person but she has never said anything like this before, though she has excellent instincts. She didn't get a sense it was evil, but she was terrified after. If I bring up the child she gets freaked out and won't talk about it. No small children live on our street, and there are regular gunshots slash screaming slash angry homeless guys that we are very accustomed to after three years living here. In short, it's not a place an approximately four-year-old child would be out alone at 1.30 am. She also did not tell me what happened right away. She appeared scared but talked about work slash unrelated things before telling me that. 
I think she thought I would judge her slash tell her she was lying. It never happened again, and I have never seen or felt anything. If anyone has any theories I'd love to know. It freaks me out to think about, especially because that house he ran from is owned by a bachelor and has an enclosed, gated backyard. I had been told of a good fishing spot on the Roaring River by a friend. My buddy and I left a car at the Roaring River campground and drove up the little North Fork Road skirting the ridge above the river. We drove to the end and walked a trail down to the river, about one half miles. We figured we were six to seven miles from the campground. We got to the river at about 9 a.m. while walking down the river for about four or five hours fishing. My buddy and I came across a wide bend in the river. Fairly deep 15 feet or so. There was a mud trail coming out of the water, as if we had scared someone or thing. When we arrived at the site, there was a trail of wet sand and footprints leaving the water and into heavy brush. We looked at the prints and were stunned at their length. They were a size 17 to 18. Two of the prints were extremely clear. At the time we thought we were close to the campground, so we didn't think much of it. We didn't reach the campground till nearly dark. A few months later there was an article in the Oregonian by Phil Sanford who wrote a column regularly, about a sighting by two women from Oregon City at the Roaring River campground area. It's late at night at round 12 so close to an hour ago as of posting. I live in Arkansas and outside city limits, but not too far into the woods. I still have neighbors. I was playing on my phone when I heard the sound of a primate outside my house from inside my room. Years ago my dad had told me he heard something similar like he heard what sounded like an ape in the woods one day. I never believed him. I'm not sure what kinds of animals could make sounds similar to that type of animal. This is an account of what myself and a friend witnessed on May 15, 1997. We were sitting at the river's edge on the Malala River near the logging bridge, which is near the train trestle and the old Malala Forest Road. There were a bunch of young people partying just before we got there, and had left a big mess. Two nice people stayed behind. We chatted with them for a while, and started hearing small noises in the woods about 50 yards behind us. The four of us figured it was the police checking things out, so it was about 9.30 p.m. at this time, and the two people who stayed behind decided to leave because it was getting late. About one minutes after they left, I was taking a leak over by the bridge, and heard a large thrashing sound going through the water. Needless to say, I did not stick around, and know it was in no way a deer, elk, or bear, because I have been an avid hunter for years. My friend, however, is a little fearless at times, so he decided to go take a look, and this is what he saw, following the sound going across the water, my eyes focused on an area about 10 feet from the far bank of the river. The area was a swift moving rapid that was about 5 feet deep. In the moonlight I saw a figure crossing the river. As it lunged through the water that was only waist deep on it, the figure was a person, because of the immense size of it. It was about as wide as two good-sized men and the five-foot deep water only arose slightly over its waist. As it disappeared into the woods, we could hear the sound of large limbs being snapped like twigs. It was about then that we decided to leave the scene. I was nine and my brother was ten. My family was coming back from a cross-country trip. My dad was asleep and my mom was driving. My brother was asleep and I just started to wake up. The sun had just came up and light was pouring through the valley. We came around a bend slowing down a little and I heard my mom curse. We thought it was a hitchhiker at first, crouched down by the side of the road, but as we got closer it turned and looked at us. Stood up and with one stride disappeared into the forest. It was big. Easy eight half to nine feet covered in light brown hair. The eyes were so big and dark. I just cried. I was terrified. One speeding ticket later we're home. 
We lived in Mill City at the time. I was in Missouri visiting my grandparents one summer, and we decided to go camping about a week before I left for home. It's been so long that I can't quite remember where it is we camped, but I do remember that we went there because it was known for Bigfoot sightings. So the first day was uneventful we toasted marshmallows and whatever, everything was normal. The next day, my friend John, and my cousin Kevin, wanted to explore nearby and our parents let us go. While we were out there, we found a deer carcass next to the creek, its head, looked like it had been ripped off and thrown to the side, and its back half was nowhere to be found. I said it must have been a bear and that it was probably far gone by then, but Kevin and John were still pretty shook up, so they went back. I continued on for about 3 or 4 hours, and that's when I saw a storm heading in. I rushed back, ate real quick, and then we all went to sleep like normal. We had left out our dog Roscoe tied to a tree with a tarp as a tent, I know that sounds bad but it was completely dry inside. I don't know what time it was, but it was at least midnight when he started barking. My grandpa went out to calm him down and I went with him. When we got over there we saw that he had chewed off his leash and he was barking out into the woods, but neither of us could see what since it was pitch black. We both shrugged it off thinking it was just some rodent or a raccoon or something, and we went back to sleep. An hour or so later, we heard tearing and yelping and a roar so loud that I actually fell down while I was getting out of bed. When I got up I found my grandpa by Roscoe's tent, which was shredded, and there was blood on the ground. I ran back to the tent, grabbed a flashlight, and ran into the forest after him which, now thinking back, was a really bad idea. I followed a path of broken branches and blood back to the creek where we had found the deer, when I heard another roar. I dropped my flashlight to cover my ears and it shined right across the water and onto two feet. They looked like human feet, except bigger, and they were completely covered in black hair like a shag rug. I picked the flashlight back up and shined it higher, but it had started running away already. And it was fast, faster than I had ever seen anyone run. But I did see its back and the back of its head and legs. It must have been at least eight feet tall, and its shoulders were about two times the width of mine, it was absolutely huge. I probably sat by that creek for an hour, just contemplating what I had seen. And I never did find my dog. The only possibility is that that thing killed him. I haven't been in those woods since, and I always carry a knife and bring a rifle with me when I do go camping. Bigfoot killed my dog last time, it's not gonna take a person next time. So, I was once awake at 5 am, getting ready for a trip to another city with people in my class. I happened to wander around the kitchen window that sees the street, and saw a woman that looked kind of odd. Odd as in, she had very messy long hair, around her elbows, and she walked like she had been hurt, limping and holding her stomach. She didn't seem to be in any trouble, and she was walking this really big dog. I didn't really think much of it. I hadn't seen her face, just caught a glimpse as she walked away with her dog. In half an hour or so, I saw her again. Without the dog this time. What's odd is, she was walking the same path, but not walking back. Just walking the exact same way as before, and now the dog was gone. I tried to make sense of the situation as where the dog went and why the woman happened to take a full turn to head to exact same direction. Now alone. Her odd way of walking was the same and she still held her belly. I didn't get to see her face and caught her after she got past my view range once again. A few weeks passed. Maybe even a month or two. Sometimes I mentioned her and talked about how old that was and discuss what she might have been doing. One day, I saw her again, very close to a time I had just randomly talked about her. Could have been the same day, or maybe the day after. She didn't have the dog, but she wore the exact same clothes and walked slowly, holding her belly. And I once again caught her passing the street not able to see her face but only the messy hair. 
Not to mention the hour was quite late again and the streets were empty. Now I found it really odd I came across this woman three times in a row walking the same direction and not once I caught a glimpse of her face. I always happened to be looking out from the kitchen window during late hours as well. Our neighborhood is small and we mostly know who has a dog as people walk them around regularly. I lived here all my life, never once saw this woman, just three times in a row in span of a few months or so. If anyone has a theory what she might have been up to. Especially the day she walked up to street twice with and without the dog. I'd really like to hear it. Okay this was really creepy to me, but I could have just been sleep deprived at the time. So it was 2am, I was down in the kitchen making food, when all of a sudden I hear this really strange noise. I don't know how else to describe it besides a mix of the Roblox oof sound effect, and my dog barking. My dogs were upstairs, it came from outside, I'm pretty sure outside my window near slash on the porch. After I went upstairs, I was telling my friend about it. He tells me dude, that might have been a windigo. They make weird slash familiar sounds to try and lure people into the woods. If they mark you, they'll sneak into your house and try and watch you sleep. Now, you might think that's just him trying to scare me right? Well a few nights after, I was going to the bathroom, and when I stepped out of the bathroom, and turned the hall lights off, I glanced down the stairs and saw this really thin white figure. Now naturally I just avoided eye contact and booked it to my room. A few nights later, I was downstairs and shutting off the lights to go back upstairs. When out of the corner of my eye, I saw a white figure appear in my living room as I shut the light out. Now I swear I'm hearing scratching outside my door from time to time, it's not quick like my dogs, it's a kinda slow scratch. My birth giver moved our little family down to Bud F. Nowhere, North Carolina after my father's death. I grew up in a swampy area surrounded by corn fields, stuck with my excuse of a mother figure and her witchy interests, which always creeped me out a bit. I'm still pretty sure she had about as much witchy knowledge as a 12-year-old with an Ouija board, but it didn't stop her from painting pentagrams on the windows with salt water, despite my protests. Anyways, a few years ago, I was around 15. I had had a nasty row with the birth giver and decided to take a walk. It was dark out, but I was too angry to care. I just wanted to get away and nurse my bruises and cuts in peace. So I was walking next to a road. Not exactly sure where, but the road is next to a cornfield and has a whole lot of potholes. I was skirting around puddles and worn chunks of concrete, sucking the blood away from the scratches on my arms, and the back of my neck prickled. Of course my dumbass froze. I couldn't name why my senses freaked until much later, when I finally realized the creepy crawlies I got felt like the weirdness I felt when my mother pulled out special candles or whatever. Just a sense of wrongness. But at the moment, I dismissed that feeling and just tried to look around and see what wild animal may have been stalking me cause I was all bloody. I wound up peering into the rows of corn and locking eyes with something. It was not right. It stood near even with the tops of the corn stalks, and it seemed bulky. I very vividly remember getting immediately terrified because its eyes were reflective, but not all of its eye. It had a thick slit in the middle of the reflective area, almost like a cat's eye, but opposite. And that line thickened and widened when it saw me looking at it. I ran so damn fast. I kept stopping to vomit randomly. Every bit of me was so disgusted and viscerally horrified by those eyes. I felt like I looked right at something God had damned as unnatural. All I could think about was the fact that I didn't know where I was, and this thing was here, and it seemed bigger than me, and I was already hurt and weak. I remember making a panic joke to myself that this would make a great creative writing exercise if I lived. I genuinely expected to die. I eventually got to a gas station. I sat by the big dumpster in the back, safe with this dude that might have been on some kind of drugs, and I cried and I shook. Even as messed up as he was, he tried to calm me down. 
got me to drink some water and told me not to try whatever drugs I did ever again. I wound up calling the non-emergency line on a rusty S telephone outside the gas station and got a cop to drive me home. Nowadays, I live elsewhere. Haven't had any experience like that again, thank God. Thinking back on it, I'm not even sure that thing, whatever it was, even moved to come after me. Sometimes the memory is fuzzy, like my mind doesn't want me to remember, and then sometimes those eyes are in nightmares and the memory is all too fresh when I wake back up. I pray about it. My husband knows of my past with my mother's witchcraft and this experience. He prays about it too. My best friend Tyler, his grandparents own 150 acres in Caldwell, Texas. We have gone hunting at night with a thermal scope on a suppressed rifle multiple times. On different occasions we would bring one other friend out so they could shoot at pigs or coyotes. On this particular night we brought our friend Bobby with us. Usually walking around with three people at night is loud so Tyler decided to wait in the center of the property. Bobby and I are walking around with the thermal scope and sees absolutely nothing. After walking around for about 20 to 30 minutes we decide to let Tyler know we are heading his way. Bobby and I get into a clearing about 200 to 300 yards long and at the end of the clearing to the left is where Tyler is at. We get about halfway through and see what looks to be a bottle rocket shoot across sky, it appeared to be a few feet long but very skinny. The sparks that shot out of it were about four times as wide as the object and twice the length of the object. The object made no sounds whatsoever. So it shot across the sky like a bottle rocket, huge spark trail then vanished into nothing. I look at my friend Bobby and say what the F was that? He just looked at me and laughed and nonchalantly said that was a UFO. So at this point, I could care less about hunting and I was really interested in telling Tyler. Bobby said we shouldn't tell him because we would sound crazy. Well sure enough, Tyler thought we were crazy. I have been hunting multiple times after that and have never seen anything like that again in my life. I've been to Bragg Road in Saratoga, Texas. It's only an hour a half where I live. It's also called Ghost Road. Look it up. It's creepy. It's a 8-mile dirt road that used to be railroad tracks back in the day. Well at night if you're on the road you can see what looks like a train light either in front of or behind your car and it follows you. Got right up to our car from behind and scared the shit out of me. Legend has it it's some guy looking for his head with a lantern but it clearly looks like a train light. I don't recommend going there now meth heads have taken over that road and you can't drive very fast so easy to get robbed if you aren't prepared. I grew up in a semi-rural area but the back side of our property was a large, 7 acres, triangle of woods with no one living back that way. One night my sister and I had went outside to bring our rabbits some leftover salad scraps and the hutch was probably 10 feet from the house. The entire time we're out there I hear very clear, heavy, constant breathing, like something very large was just sitting inside our fence. Where we were was lit enough to see that there was nothing there but the breathing was constant and I didn't hear it anymore once we went back inside. I didn't tell my sister but she didn't say she heard anything either. I was on a camping trip with a few family members in Wisconsin. My cousin and I had our bikes with us and were roaming the woods as kids do in the late 90s with no other means of entertainment. It was getting late and near dark, so we decided to head back. What we stumbled upon was a giant, at least to kid me, fire in the middle of a huge clearing in the woods and a ton of people hanging around. We were young and dumb and wanted to take a closer look. I don't remember what we saw exactly, but we did get chased out of there by some people. Never pedaled so fast in my life. I just googled it and the campground no longer exists. I live in a small farm town called Weagufka. It's down near central Alabama USA, 
But my worst experience was in a bigger more known farm town called Fayetteville which is about 30 minutes away. I was about 13 and me, my dad, his, at the time girlfriend, and her kids were out visiting an old graveyard. And I walked over to the end of the graveyard and was looking at a gravestone I thought stood out. I leaned against the fence while looking at the grave trying to figure out why it stood out. As I was looking at it I heard a snarl to my right, just over the fence. It was getting dark so I couldn't see that far into the brush. I took a few steps back as the snarling stopped. For whatever reason I walked back up to the fence. The snarling started again as well as some heavy footsteps towards. I took off and went straight to the others which luckily were getting ready to leave, so I jumped in the truck with them. As was silent the whole way home. I didn't go back to Fayetteville again for a few years not if I could help it. Was camping with an ex-boyfriend a few years back, there was a cornfield right across the highway next to the campground. We decided to go for a late night walk in the cornfield. As we're getting it on we hear something metal being dragged across the asphalt. Almost sounded like a tire iron. We clearly don't see anybody or anything that could be making that noise and we're looking right in the direction the sound is coming from. We packed it in real quick and hurried back to the campground. Still don't have any logical explanation of what it could have been. One time me and my friend decided to go to a popular park nearby in Arkansas. We found a path that we had always seen but never heard of anyone going down. We decided to follow it to see where it goes. Mind you, this park used to be a popular dumping site for bodies about 10 years ago, but it's one of those things people refuse to talk about. Anyways, we get about 10 minutes down the path, and off to our right there is a itty bitty opening where there is no trees growing, if I had to guess, it was only about 4 feet by 8 feet. I hear what sounds like a shovel digging so I tell my friend to be quiet. The only people that should be this far in would be park rangers, but I look over and see a man. No uniform. He has an ATV and there is no way for him to get the ATV through the thick woods to where he was at. The path wasn't even big enough for it. We stop and hide for a moment, we were kids in high school and I was older so she waited for me to make a decision. All I'm thinking is I see a man. Through thick brush. Digging in the middle of old popular dumping site. I tell her to not say a word and turn around. We leave. We never said anything about it for five years cause we didn't know what to do. We never saw a body, but the brush was super thick. She had forgot about it until I mentioned it recently. My mom grew up in a rural part of Ireland, and it would have been pitch black there at night when she was a child, the nearby town that I currently live in has expanded hugely, so there's a lot of light pollution in the area now. Apparently on two occasions her and her sisters heard someone tapping on the windows at night, she said it sounded like human fingers, not a bird or an animal, which they were all familiar with. After both incidents they discovered the next day that a relative of theirs had died in the night. I was out on a walk with my friend who was walking her dogs. For context, we have an abandoned railways track by our small village and it's a prime walking path for people. So as we're walking we start to go off path and through a field, I turn around and see this old couple with their dog a little ways behind us. I thought it was weird since I didn't see or hear them behind us but whatever. We go to return to the path and as I turn again they've disappeared. There was no way they could have dipped back into the forest without going through thick brush and the field on the other side of us was completely flat so they couldn't have hidden in the grass. I then said to my friend about what I just saw and she kept insisting that no one was behind us at all. She was laughing at me though so I do think she's just messing with me but she's also very persistent that no one was there. The second is that I was on a bike ride with a couple of other friends a few years ago down the same track. They wanted to show me this old tunnel that had been blocked off and we wanted to try and get in, we never did lol. 
It was a good 45 minute bike ride to get there and it was high summer so it was really hot out. The spot where the tunnel is was down quite a large, steep rise and I was last down. I kid you not, I stepped over a log and the temperature plummeted to the point I had to roll my sleeves down. The other two, again, didn't really take notice of it but I couldn't help thinking that the cold, and absolute dead silence was wrong. The whole thing just didn't sit right with me. I still can't explain it, but maybe it is just some random nature thing and I'm overthinking it. This was about three months ago. So I was sitting on my couch and my dad called me over to go check the fridge for my dog's food. She eats a raw diet. It's dark and cold out so the garage is closed and the heater is on. I turn the light on and it starts to flicker. My first initial thought was new light bulb needed. I grab the food and I turn the light off. But it keeps flickering. I don't know why, the lights were off and it just kept flickering. Then the heater shut off. I never told my dad. He went out there and asked why I left the lights and the heater on. I was freaking out. He just asked me why the heater was off and turned it back on. Everything has been normal since. To this day I'm still uncomfortable when I go out there. I don't know why. 